Hi everyone, welcome back. This is Jessa Toyin, and I'm here with Prisha and our guest, Sophie, who will be introducing herself in a second. And this is the fourth episode of Elephant Parade Podcast. Today we'll be talking about Sophie and her organization, which is Cat Calls of NYC. And I guess I'll let her introduce herself. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you both for having me. Um, I'm Sophie. I'm a street artist, activist, and like you mentioned, founder of Cat Calls of NYC, which is a street art initiative to raise awareness about street harassment. That is so cool, Sophie. I was actually, the way I found out about Cat Calls of NYC, um, I've always like seen the actual like art itself. Um, And I also, I think someone else in our school was participating in it, which is actually really, really cool. So yeah, when did you start this organization, this initiative, and why are you so passionate about it? Definitely. So I actually started Cat Calls of NYC for a school project back in 2016, an assignment in a writing class to immerse myself in an issue that I cared about and then document it on social media. Um, And I I cared about catcalling and I still care about catcalling because, first of all, it's been something that I've faced personally ever since I was 12 years old growing up in New York City. Um, And the more that I have learned about catcalling and run catcalls of NYC, I've seen that it's an issue that impacts so many people every single day, um, just like as they're leaving their house, going to get groceries, just like doing daily tasks. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate more on like the beginning of your activism journey and just how you entered into that space of activism after finding your passion? Oh, cool. Yeah. So I guess the beginning of my activism journey was also pretty much when I started Cat Calls of NYC. I was always thinking about issues around um, gender, and this kind of gave me a a platform to actually talk about these things. Um, It also kind of made me realize the power of creating a platform to talk about these things and sharing people's stories. Um, So yeah, I would say that Cat Calls of NYC introduced me. Speaking of platforms, um, we wanted to know, like, what drew you to your very unique um medium of activism your like art and just the storytelling aspect as well um you have a very unique medium in your organization and we just wanted to know like what what makes this medium effective what drew you to it yeah that's a that's a great question um so Originally, when I was trying to figure out how to raise awareness about catcalling, I wanted to find a medium to get the word out in public spaces. Um, And I was thinking, okay, like, how can I document people's experiences in public in a way that gets people's attention, but doesn't get me into too much trouble? And I had used chalk when I was a child. Chalk is pretty inexpensive. It's very colorful. So it just seemed kind of like the obvious choice. Um, because yeah, I didn't want to use something like spray paint or wheat paste, um, just because as a teenager, I just wasn't sure 
if I would feel comfortable doing that since I was still pretty young. Um, yeah, so I decided on chalk because it was the easiest, the safest, and also it was super colorful. People would see the colorful chalk and want to stop and read it. Um, I also really like that a lot of the catcalls are super vulgar and explicit, but the chalk mm-hmm. is really colorful, so it kind of catches people by surprise. Um, they maybe think it's going to be something like telling you have a good day or something. And then when they see it's a cat call, they're caught off guard, which I think is kind of similar to the experience that a lot of people have when they're actually getting cat called. Um, so I like that it mimics that experience. Wow. I, I didn't actually think about it in that way. So that's so, that's so right. I think people don't realize like it just catches them off guard when they first read it. Like I was, I mean, I kind of, like, knew about the whole, like, you know, taking the actual words of people who are catcalling and, like, putting it out in chalk. But to someone who doesn't actually, like, you know, know that beforehand, them just, like, seeing it on the street would, like, you know, throw them off guard and actually have that experience. Um, And I'm sure that some people have some concerns about that. And what do you... What do you say to those people um, who kind of offer that pushback? Yeah, so we do for sure get a lot of pushback. Um, people will sometimes say that we shouldn't write catcalls in public because kids might see them. People will say that we shouldn't write catcalls in public because it's in- inappropriate. And I just always tell people it's so ironic because these things are always already being said in public. They're being mm-hmm. yelled at, you know, women, girls, folks in the LGBTQ community. They're being yelled at vulnerable people on the streets all the time, every single day. But people only get upset when we're writing them. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people to focus more on the problem of street harassment rather than being upset with our chalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like your medium really just like emulates that sort of shock factor that women feel and you know just people feel when they're catcalled in the street that like that sort of shock like am I in danger am I about to be harassed and it's like you could be having a great day and then you see someone they're smiling at you and it's like usually you know when you see someone who's looking at you friendly you just wave at them back and then all of a sudden that encounter turns into one that's traumatizing and that ruins your day. And I feel like your medium sort of emulates that in a way, but instead of, you know, ruining someone's day, it should, it's really just thought provoking. And I feel like a lot of people, based on what you said, by, by them being provoked by your work and the work that you all are doing instead of actually addressing the issues they're just their immediate reaction is to get sort of defensive almost and I feel like that's something that almost all me too spaces and all um just feminist and um activist spaces have in common where it's like you make the correct move and you do the right movement in order to elicit the proper reaction and you do get a reaction 
and you do evoke emotional response, you do provoke outrage, right, which is what a lot of activists want, but that outrage isn't the right one. So what do you do to sort of reframe or take control of the conversation when you have people who are pushing back that way? Wow, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And I think it's a question that's hard to answer because, yeah, in that moment when you are making people outraged kind of at you rather than caring about the issue, it's really to reframe the conversation. Obviously, you know, I try to, other volunteers who are doing this, try to explain to people what the problem is and why it's important. But I think in that moment, it can be really difficult. Um, I think the more productive conversations from our activism often come from having conversations with people who are actually curious to learn about this. There are lots of people who might not be directly experiencing street harassment, but who want to know more about it and who care about helping others. So those conversations can be really productive. Um, But yeah, like confronting people who are defensive can be really, really difficult because they often just get really stubborn in their beliefs and don't want to listen to anything. Um, So I think the key kind of comes from talking to allies and people who might not know about this, but want to learn more about this, or maybe people who had no idea um, catcalling was even a thing and didn't but now they see it and now they care about it. So I do think it's possible to encourage more people to care about the issue. Um, But the people who are most defensive probably also have some pretty problematic beliefs around thinking catcalling is okay or thinking it's not a big deal. Um, So those are the people who are hardest to convince that this is an important problem. Yeah, I feel like like with that saying, it's like it's easier to convince the people that already like have, you know, similar beliefs as you, um, rather just like trying to change someone, right? Um, And like you said, a lot of people have kind of messed up beliefs in in a way. Um, They may even say that catcalling is a form of kindness from other people, which again, is very messed up. So can you explain how catcalling fits into the bigger picture of objectification and rape culture. Definitely, yeah. So I always explain gender-based violence and rape culture as a pyramid um, with like jokes and like sexist comments being at the bottom and then catcalling and street harassment being slightly above that. And then obviously other forms of sexual and gender-based violence like assault and rape being above that. Um, So they're all connected. Um, I guess like an example of this is the fact that street harassment can actually escalate to physical violence. We've gotten stories from people who called and then they didn't respond and it escalated to the man following them or like slapping their ass or something like that, something ridiculous. Um, So catcalling isn't just verbal harassment. It can also escalate to physical harassment, Um, you know, like, trigger warning but like a lot of there have been stories where um, women have been catcalled and then not responded and the man has been so angry that he's assaulted them or even like one situation in Chicago um, a woman was murdered after not respond catcall so these aren't isolated things it's not like catcalling is one thing and sexual assault is another thing they're all completely connected 
Um, and they're also connected in the fact that people try to normalize every level of gender-based violence, of rape culture, mm-hmm. to try to keep it the same. So a lot of people say that, like you said, like catcalling is a compliment or catcalling is normal. Those same people probably also believe that, um, you know, women make up sexual assaults or that that's not really a thing either. Um, so it's all super interconnected. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope that explains it. It's a big question. Um, but yeah. That's what you said about having conversations with people who want to help. Would you mind giving our listeners an example of like a spiel you would give to someone who's interested in addressing street harassment or becoming more educated in it? In it? What's like the first steps? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there are so many ways that you can help out and get involved in raising awareness and addressing street harassment. Obviously, I always try to get people involved with chalking because I think it's a really powerful way to address street harassment because it's so public. Um, So you're forced to kind of go into a public space and actually show everyone around you that you're standing up against this. Um, So I do encourage people who want to do something to help to actually join us and come out and chalk or volunteer with Cat Calls of NYC. Beyond that, there are lots of different ways that you can intervene as a bystander if you see harassment happening. A lot of people who get catcalled will say that no one even said anything and they were being harassed in the street and there were people around and no one did anything or said anything. So obviously that's a tricky issue because you might not be in a situation where you feel comfortable saying saying something to a harasser, but there are different ways that you can intervene. I really like Holla Back. It's an organization against street harassment, and they have different methods to intervene. One of the methods is to distract. So rather than like maybe screaming at the harasser and saying, don't do that, you can somehow create a distraction in that situation. Maybe you can ask the person facing harassment if they're okay. Um, they give a lot of different options to intervene that don't always involve speaking to the harasser, which could be scary or could escalate the situation. Um, So intervening when you see street harassment is another really important way to get involved um, in fighting back. Yeah, I like what you said about like, you know, using social media as like a way to build on and help out when you can't always necessarily like turn to other people for advice um and uh a lot of other people are doing the same thing with um you know their own social media movements but at the beginning of the me too movement a lot of people were like taking pictures with the perpetrators and posting on social media or like you know finding their own ways to help out um so how do you like think that other people can use their own mediums to make a similar impact um, as you are making right now? That's an awesome question. I think that everyone is capable of offering something um, in like any form. (laughs) Um, So I think the great thing about activism is that you can use really any medium to get involved. So for me, it's chalk. And for many other people, who have joined Cat Calls of NYC um, and started their own cat call accounts around the world. It's chalk. Um, but really, yeah, like you said, like taking a picture with the perpetrator, 
I love creative methods of activism. So I know there are lots of people who use music or painting or drawing or dance, um, performance art. There are so many different ways that you can get involved and make a change. So I think the key is to first identify what skills you have and what, um, yeah, like what you're good at and what you have fun doing. And then bring that to whatever issue you care about solving. Um, I think it's also great to first see what's out there. So, for example, Catcalls of NYC already exists. So um, rather than like someone starting to chalk Catcalls on their own, it would be important to reach out first to Catcalls of NYC and then do it together. But the same goes for starting anything. You should just check to see if there's something like that that already exists that you could join. Like, there are endless possibilities of how you can make change using your skills and um, different mediums. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those um, call to actions, I feel like. Um, are there any actions that you would want to share in terms of getting like involved with um, cat calls of NYC specifically? Are there any chalking events coming up you'd like to share something like that? Um, yeah, so, I mean, in general, with Cat Calls of NYC, we're always looking for more volunteers who can chalk. Um, if you're not based in New York City, there are lots of different Cat Call accounts around the world. So there are lots of opportunities to join anywhere you are. Um, chalking events, we have one that's going to happen on October 2nd but we haven't released the details of it yet. Um, But save the date, October 7th, and keep an eye on our Instagram for more information. And we'll just do a bunch of chalking events this fall. So again, keep an eye on the Instagram page. All right, then. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We're so, we were so happy when you um, accepted our reach out. Um, <laughs> listeners, please, please, please feel free to check out Sophie, Sophie's page and especially Cat Calls of NYC's page. And you heard her. There are so many ways to get involved in activism, get a passion, and just go into it. There are so many mediums that you can take. It's all about the effort that you're willing to put in. Anything else to say, Prisha? No, I think that pretty much covered it. Thank you so much again, Sophie. I'm looking forward to those shocking events I might come to one. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, no, thank you. Definitely. I hope you both can come to the shocking events that we're having soon. Yes, of course. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at elephantparade um, underscore. Um, We post a lot of things on there and we post updates too. And be sure to follow us on all podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts on. Thanks for tuning in.